Happy fall, Terps! The weather is finally getting cooler, the leaves are changing, and UMD is shutting off the AC in its buildings. You know what that means. Cuffing season is upon us. But COVID-19 is still here, and getting cuffed isn't so easy when you're socially distanced. Maybe the pandemic ruined your summer fling, or told you that texting your ex was a good idea. So in the spirit of the season, we're bringing you stories of love in the time of coronavirus. Welcome back to Offbeat, a podcast by the Diamondbacks. I'm your host, Anastasia Marks. If you're not familiar, you might need an explanation on what the heck cuffing is and why is there a season for it? Here's Tristan, a senior here at UMD, to fill you in. So yeah, the, the cuffing season, if I'm not mistaken, it's like you know, fall and winter, when it starts getting colder, people start getting straight into, like, longer-term relationships that then tend to terminate, like, in the spring, summer, when everybody goes back outside and stuff. This is usually when you see all the cute fall date photos, complete with cable knit sweaters and trips into D.C. But now it's a little different, since it's a lot harder to get cuffed from six feet away. And some students really are trying. It's a lot of Tinder. And you're on Tinder, and then you're you're there, and you're swiping, and you're just really, really internalizing the absurdity of life in every single swipe. Tyler Hoffman is a senior at UMD majoring in math. He's been working on finding a relationship. It's going less than well. It's kind of just screwed, really, is the, the long and the short of it. You can... You can set up a date, and then it, I feel like you learn very quickly what other people's risk tolerances are, and then that can, like, shut things down all too quickly. Tyler lives in a house in College Park with some of his friends. They're under some pretty strict self-imposed social distancing rules, which is great for public health, until you're trying to date, which he was. Have you had any dates since COVID? Yeah, I've had a few. Um, I had exactly one that I was able to run by my roommates and actually get within six feet of her. So that was nice. And then I promptly learned that we had zero chemistry and never saw her again. (laughs) And he's not the only one, because somehow it might be even harder to get cuffed when you're not on campus. Unfortunately, I have gotten zero matches since my relationship ended. This is Reese Levin. He's a junior journalism major. Though he'd normally be in College Park, he's home this semester because of the pandemic. Reese was actually seeing someone before the pandemic started. She didn't go to this university. But when everything stopped on March 12th, that did too. I would say I'm a little salty. I'm a little salty how it ended. I'm a little salty that she has a new boyfriend. And, like, in my opinion, he's way uglier than me. She had gone on spring break. And since UMD students were leaving campus, he didn't get to see her when she came back. They haven't seen each other since. I nonchalantly said, like, hey, if you're ever back in the D.C. area, maybe we can get together. But I highly doubt I'll take her up on her offer or she'll take me up on my offer. Being at home during the COVID-19 pandemic means that there's not a whole lot of chances for interactions, romantic or otherwise. Trying to get cuffed while at home is kind of like when it's Thanksgiving break and everyone on Tinder is someone you went to high school with. So Reese is somewhat resigned to waiting this out. Maybe even until next fall. I can't wait for the day that I go to Benson. I'm outside of 50 other strangers who I don't know. Just hopefully that day comes soon. We're just, we're just going to stick to swiping for now, so. So just know that if the pandemic has you feeling hopelessly single and craving human contact, you're not alone. And quarantine brought up a lot of the same issues in people's relationships. 
seeing too much of a person or not enough, making already existing problems even more obvious. Here's Tristan again. He was in a long-term relationship that ended about halfway through quarantine. It was a situation where it was a, like, overall kind of doomed relationship, even at the time. The space just kind of brought, like, a certain clarity of, like, okay, I'm really not happy. I need to get out of this. I probably would have ended the relationship soon after school started anyways. For Tristan, the pandemic wasn't actually causing the problems. One of the big issues everyone seems to have in the pandemic is lack of interaction. For people in relationships, not seeing each other wasn't making that any better. Tristan among them. The problems, I guess, that it really accentuated was, like, the communication issues we were having. Because, like, before, you know, we could meet up, like, every other week or something like that and talk things through. It was just kind of me getting cold feet, me not wanting to step on any eggshells, me not wanting to end it because I wasn't, like, accurately articulating exactly what I was feeling in the relationship. So, is cuffing season dead? Cuffing season might just have a late start. While everyone is staying inside and socially distanced, there's been this common enemy for all relationships, that communication breakdown. My name's Brita Miller. I'm a junior double major with journalism in Spanish. She also went through a breakup in quarantine. Basically, it just got to the point where I didn't feel like there was enough communication or there wasn't enough effort. She tried long distance, and it was going well for a while. At first, it wasn't that bad. Like, you know, sometimes I say, like, distance makes the heart grow fonder. We got closer by being apart at first. We just, like, tried to do some fun stuff, like um, doing BuzzFeed quizzes over the phone. It was just, like, something fun to do, and you're like, whoa, my future food soulmate is a burrito. I don't know. You know that point in quarantine when you stopped hearing from some of your friends every day? For Brita, that happened around May. Finals were coming up, and, like, I was still very involved despite being home, and I feel like I was just wasn't getting that energy. I know it's, like, hard subject, but, like, could you describe, like, the breakup to me? Like, how did that go? Was it, like, over the phone? Yeah, it, it was over the phone. We had scheduled, like, a FaceTime date kind of thing. It just kind of got blown off because, like, he forgot about it. So, like, that obviously really hurt me. He, like, still can't make time for me. And it escalated into, like, both of us getting really upset. This is getting grim. But sometimes, just sometimes, the pandemic doesn't destroy everything. Uh, my name's Olivia Saunders. Um, I'm currently a sophomore, and I'm a public health science major. Sometimes distance really does make the heart grow fonder. Uh, actually, I met my current boyfriend in October, and we like became a couple around like late November, early December. Are you guys still together? Yeah, yeah, we just uh, passed a year. Olivia and her boyfriend quarantined 3,000 miles apart. She lives in Rhode Island, and he's from Southern California. They actually got together last cuffing season, and were separated around month five of their relationship. So instead of breaking up, Olivia and her boyfriend mastered the art of the Zoom date. Basically, every time we logged on, we would check that Johns Hopkins COVID dashboard, discuss the state of things, a lot of coffee dates over Zoom, just trying, trying to uh, substitute for the real thing. You know, it was sweet. We ended up talking like every other day, a few nights a week. For her, it was a sense of normalcy in the chaos that is 2020. 
a little bit of sanity, even with a three-hour time difference. Being at home and having school online has its troubles, so of course, dating over Zoom also has some problems. Um, there was one date, one coffee date that we were having, um, as my mom and sister were trying to catch a groundhog in my backyard, and that was a lot of fun. Um, just yelling at it, just trying to get it in the cage, <laughs> but it was too smart. And sometimes, even when the relationship survives without the communication issues or lack of interaction, being quarantined away from someone just means you miss them a lot. It's easy to sort of just think of your partner as like someone in the screen. It's very hard to feel like the the same like closeness that you would in person. There were a couple times where we just like sent each other packages and he sent me like some like comic books and stuff and I was I would get kind of like emotional whenever I got like a package because it was like kind of just a reminder that like we could be in person. Both Olivia and her boyfriend came back to campus this semester. They're happily still together and can have dates again. Maybe love isn't dead after all. Right now, everyone is focused on getting tested for COVID-19. But what about STIs? Sexually transmitted infections are a big deal in college-aged people. In 2016, the College Park zip code had the highest rate of chlamydia in the state. COVID might be changing the ways college students date, but how has it affected STI testing? Where is STI testing being offered? How has the pandemic affected this? Where can students find sexual health resources on campus? We're here to answer some of your questions. STI testing is available this semester for free by appointment on a weekly basis through the self-test clinic at the University Health Center. On Tuesdays from 1 to 4 p.m. on the center's front lawn, it offers free safer sex resources to the campus community, including external condoms, internal condoms, dental dams, lube, gloves, and abstinence kits, too. The UMD Help Center is also still offering students free sexual wellness items and pregnancy tests while keeping transactions completely confidential. Here's reporter Maddie Peek with more. After seeing that the university provided this free STI testing, I wanted to talk to some experts to see why the university has struggled with the problem of STIs over the years. So I spoke to experts Professor Thurka Sangaramorthy, Professor of Anthropology here at the university, and Professor Hongji Lu, who's a professor of epidemiology here at the university. So why do experts believe STI transmission rates have been increasing? Well, it's important to understand that people aren't necessarily having more sex or more unprotected sex. Sangram Morthy said that there's been a disinvestment in sexual health services nationwide. This means that there are fewer options for things like accessible birth control and STI testing in general. And the coronavirus pandemic hasn't helped. She explained that the pandemic has further reduced the sexual health resources available to students. Fewer resources can lead to fewer people getting tested regularly. And hooking up during a pandemic involves taking additional safety precautions, like making sure your potential partner has been tested for the coronavirus before you get into anything. But that shouldn't stop people from talking about non-pandemic-related safe sex practices, too. Experts advise people to use protection, especially if you're having sex with someone you don't know. Professor Liu, who's both an expert in coronavirus research and sexually transmitted infections, talked about the importance of wearing a condom because that can prevent sexually transmitted infections, as well as the coronavirus, as there's some evidence that coronavirus can be passed through semen as well. 
So it's really important to have a conversation with your potential partner about their sexual health history as well as if they've been tested for the coronavirus recently. And if you slip up, Plan B can be purchased from the University Health Center Pharmacy or from three convenient shops on campus, 251 Shop, South Common Shop, and the Union Shop. Here's your friendly reminder to get tested for everything this cuffing season terps, and if you're going to get cuffed, do it safely. If you have a question you'd like us to answer in a coming episode, tweet us. We are at dbkoffbeat. And if you want more information about UMD's STI testing or COVID testing data, visit our website, dbknews.com. This episode was created by Kimmy Fleming, Rosa Pio, Sahana J. Raman, Sarah Chernikoff, Lena Bentahar, Maddie Peek, and myself, Anastasia Marks. Thanks for listening to another episode of Offbeat. We'll talk to you soon.